0: could be, in some ways, even more challenging and more difficult. What are you looking forward to in the new year?
1: 2021 is going to be very interesting.
0: This is Jim Sklavunis of The Vanity Set, And you're listening to 90.7 FM, WGXC, Acre. WGXC welcomes audio responses from listeners. Anyone can call and leave a message with WGXC and we'll play it on the air. Call 518-291-WGXC and leave up to a three-minute message for airplay. Hear something you disagree with? Want to speak out on an issue? Plug your band show? Let your neighbors know something important. Call 518-291-9492 and leave a three-minute message anytime about any issue. That number again is 518-291-WGXE. 518-291-9492. WGXC underwriting support is provided by Mid Hudson Cable, serving Columbia, Green, and Southern Albany counties with digital cable, high speed internet, and cable phone services for homes and businesses since 1971. Mid Hudson Cable. All the right connections on the web at MHCable.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Victorian era Valentines of Schaefer, Minnesota. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. Become a WGXC sustaining supporter today. Go to WGXC.org and click Donate. Thank you for your support. Good evening. You're listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda on this here evening of January 12th. We are a twice a month show where we talk about movies. We being myself, Amanda, and my co-host Jenny. Hi hi
1: there. Um, (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. I hope you've turned your lights down.
0: (laughs) If you don't have dimmers, just turn them off. Just turn them Um, off.
1: Maybe light a candle kind of exactly.
0: nice. Exactly. Exactly depends on what kind of movie you're watching. Um, yeah.
1: Pop on a headlamp if you're, you know, doing some mining in your movies. There you go. Um,
0: so here we are. We talk about movies because we love to watch them. And each episode, we pick a theme—be it specific, vague, strange, common—you'll find out. Um, but first, I want to ask Jenny. Jenny, what have you been watching lately? oh wow <laughs>
1: I've been watching a lot because it's been three weeks between between our last show and this one um I and it know was wonderful new year's a good a great time to be home and watch movies all day it's true. um so actually I want to tell you about the first movie I watched this year uh it's a you know okay here's the thing I also I know that I come off very hard on long movies and I'm about to tell you about the world's longest movie <laughs> I watched Lawrence of Arabia on oh, that's right the first day of January uh, <laughs> and it's so good <laughs> they you know they call it a masterwork of cinema for a reason
0: you Is know really- <laughs> I have to re-watch it because it's one of those movies that my wonderful sweet parents were like here child of ours young child see the classics and of course me a young child am horribly bored
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, no I wouldn't suggest it for children for sure
0: (laughs) yeah uh so you loved it
1: I loved it so it's like the thing is if you're not familiar Lawrence of Arabia is a movie from 1962 um it is like famously Peter O'Toole's Mm. breakout uh film and it's like four hours long it's super duper long
0: wow um they don't make them like they used to they
1: really don't it's also like (laughs) to be clear it is the colonialist nightmare like there's a handful of people in brown face which is not good and I just you know just gotta put that in there just oh no please please absolutely um however it is an incredible work of art it's so beautiful um it was like recently remastered in 4k so it's real like you can get a version of it that's extremely beautiful like you're watching it on film on your own tv Mm. um and it's just it's about a man uh, based on a real person t.e lawrence who goes into the desert and like basically like loses his soul um
0: but it's so
1: (laughs) it's so good (laughs) it's an it's just beautiful it's like it's a movie that like I have wanted to see for a really long time and like for years my mom and I have always been like we're gonna watch Lawrence of Arabia together but we just never got around to it um and I just wanted to start my year off with something uh you know dense (laughs) and long (laughs)
0: you know they say the first things you do in the new year are gonna um predict the year to come
1: feels like a good uh, marker you know <laughs>
0: um looks like it's gonna be a long one for you Jenny. It's a long one.
1: <laughs> i will say okay i wish that all movies had this it has a built-in intermission it also has oh. a built-in intro like there's five minutes of just a blank screen and like the score playing which mm-hmm. is also incredible um, yeah and then about halfway through you get an intermission with another like five to ten minutes of like I a blank it. screen
0: because and people are used to seeing plays
1: <laughs> so nice it's so great because it's also like cool I just sat through two hours I need a break before yeah. I watch the next two hours yeah um, but yeah it was so good I would really really recommend it if if you're in the mood for a long desert drama with like a really beautiful like beating heart um, relationship between two men uh, it's there for you
0: that sounds great <laughs> You know, there are only a few movies I have seen. I remember like watching old movies with um, intermissions, which was always exciting as a kid. Um, And if you asked me what Lawrence of Arabia was about, I would not have thought it was about a man losing his soul in the desert.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a metaphor.
0: That's not at all. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) I couldn't tell you what it's about, but you've renewed my interest. That's really exciting. It's really
1: good there's there's shots from it that I'm still thinking about which I mean makes sense it's so Mm. old and so like I mean it's it's a classic for a reason um but yeah Yeah.
0: a desert landscape too makes for some really really stunning haunting visuals
1: so good and Peter O'Toole is so good in it and his like the other main character is played by Omar Sharif and he's also Mm -hmm. amazing like the two of them are like they carry the movie so well it's like it's beautiful Nice. Highly recommended. Definitely mm-hmm. go in with like a content warning for uh colonialism, but Totally.
0: Hey, <laughs> many 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 movies that have intermissions also have racist <laughs> stuff in them.
1: <laughs> it's true. They seem it seems to be a fairly large piece of the Venn diagram. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
0: it's true. <laughs> um well, well,
1: Amanda, can you tell me what you've been watching lately?
0: Yeah, so you know, it's funny. I wish I kept track of what I what the first movie of 2021 I watched was I cannot tell you I don't remember it could have been the second Peter Jackson Hobbit movie (laughs) not good not worth talking about um but sometimes you just want a little bit of that knockoff juice you know yeah uh it's not the real good stuff but you know anyway take the edge off I did recently, just this um, over the weekend, I watched this movie that's been on my list um, for a while now called Citizen X from 1995. And similarly, I think Lawrence of Arabia is probably a much better movie and more beautiful. But this is a movie that was also very much carried by the the um, performances of the two lead actors. Um which are, uh, Stephen Ray and Donald Sutherland, but it's based on a true story about a serial killer in the Soviet union, um, in the eighties. And these, the detective who's trying to, uh, track him down, who is, has a background in, um, forensics. And so he, I don't know that he's utilizing a lot of processes that aren't don't seem to be accepted. Um, And a lot of the people in power, it's basically about trying to get this work done. And somehow push through the bu- bureaucracy in the Soviet Union, which proves nearly impossible. Mm. Um, and this guy who just keeps going at it, St- Stephen Ray plays the detective, who just keeps going at this really, really, really grisly, grisly case for years and the emotional toll that it takes on him. He and Donald Sutherland, who plays um, a, a lieutenant who is on the board of superiors, basically, who oversee the, um, the force that Stephen Ray's character is part of. They develop a really sweet friendship, a really supportive friendship, um, because he kind of, uh, behind the rest of the board's back, Donald Sutherland tries to just push things forward a little faster for this guy. A lot of the other people on the board uh, have their own ulterior motives That they use this case for like busting gay people and like all this bad stuff. Yeah. But it's really, really amazing. Uh, it it was a made-for-tv movie, so it had it's only an hour and 45, but it feels longer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because it does have a lot of staleness to it. It kind of has that made-for-tv movie (laughs) flavor (laughs) or lack thereof. But (laughs) performances really, really save it. Um, the guy that plays. The killer is so good. Um, his the actor's name is Jeffrey DeMunn, and you may recognize him, Jenny, as I did from the X Files movie. He's in the X Files movie. He's um he plays like one of the scientists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I got gets messed up by the alien. You know, give this guy not, like, Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you have a really cool appearance by Mo- Max von Sydow because Stephen Ray's character, the detective, is like what if we got a psychiatrist and tried to profile this guy <laughs> let's
1: just like try it see what happens yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and you know they have to do it really kind of covertly because just it doesn't really fly but Ma- max von sit plays the psychiatrist it's so you have four people giving it plus more um giving really amazing performances that make this movie really fun citizen x is streaming um on hbo max and hulu and prime it seems
1: wow that sounds intriguing i'm very interested did you say the year when did it come out oh
0: 1995 but the story takes place um throughout the 80s almost Mm. a decade i guess uh and this is one of russia's most prolific serial killers wow Um,
1: yeah that sounds really interesting
0: i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it it truly is one of those movies that right when you're kind of not not really feeling riveted somebody's performance pulls you back in yeah totally like
1: oh I see what's going on here (laughs) nice yeah
0: yeah so that's uh, a thing I watched lately other than (laughs) the other things I watched lately were entirely for our
1: theme (laughs) I'm very excited to talk to you about our theme today I know here we go. Here we go baby. Here we go baby. This uh this was kind of, this kind of came about as a suggestion from one of our coworkers. Exactly. A friend and coworker Andy Overton mm-hmm. uh, suggested that we do a show on out of control vehicles.
0: You know, and it's funny you might think out of control vehicles you're the ones out of control, but actually <laughs> <laughs> actually there are so many movies about it's true I mean it makes it makes sense because we're all like scared of machines you know yeah totally um it makes total sense but there are many 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 movies about uh electronics or vehicles that perhaps have a ghost in the machine have souls of their own
1: (laughs) something has gone wrong (laughs) who is driving this train (laughs)
0: Something has gone horribly awry, whether it be supernatural or just a, a mistake—a horrible, error. lethal <laughs> mistake.
1: <laughs> but it's really fun. Um, I'm really glad. I, I was really in the mood to watch some like action movies for the new year. Uh, and yeah. It was very nice to do that. <laughs> I oh, time. it was.
0: It was a really. We should pick themes like this more. Op- I mean, yeah. I have fun with all of our themes, but it's it's fun to pick one that you really enjoy (laughs) um the sound of of the things with wheels (laughs) engines going (laughs) (laughs) going is been in you know blasting through my apartment for the last week or so yeah Jenny can I hear first what uh, can I hear something that you watched about an out of control vehicle
1: for sure the first thing I watched I think you also watched. Um. It was actually a movie suggestion from my dad. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 1971's Duel. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I did also watch Duel. <laughs> I had a feeling that you watched Duel. Yep. <laughs> it yep. Was my, I was talking to my parents on the phone the other day, and I mentioned what our theme was and my mom like said it out loud and then I heard my dad yell duel in the background (laughs) which I've never seen and I've never seen it either yeah I watched it the other night and I thought it was really good it's a great movie
0: it's totally fun uh didn't know until I watched it last night as well and I didn't know until today when I looked it up it is Steven Spielberg's directorial debut yeah
1: it's his first feature film totally and you can see that because it has like a lot of like it has a lot of the same energy as Jaws you know totally totally feels like jaws but with trucks yeah um, absolutely so the, so the movie duel it's from 1971 it was like originally intended to be a tv movie i guess but i actually I think didn't, it
0: was or and maybe then, even wasn't and TV then it movie. later went into theaters but mm. don't quote us on that
1: yeah unclear <laughs> but it, it does i mean to me it doesn't really have that flavor so much because it feels like a very tight like 90 minute movie mm-hmm. um But basically, it's about a, like, mild-mannered salesman who's on his way to go to a meeting. um, But he is under a little bit of a time crunch because he has to get home to his wife, who he recently had a fight with. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he's out on the road and he encounters a, like, big rig trucker and goes to pass him. And then the big rig trucker uh, Uh harasses him (laughs) and and then (laughs) passes him and it just become basically escalates more and more and more until they're running each other off the road to disastrous effect. Yeah. Um, I found it thrilling. I like I was kind of hesitant to watch it because I was like ah, how good could it be? But I really had a great time. I was like actually very stressed out for a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I will say too I also also th- thought a similar thing. I was like, "Oh, it could be just like cheesy and fun, you know," yeah. um, but not very good. But it 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 was, you know. Um, <laughs> I I was partially working while I was watching, so I had some moments where I kind of spaced out, but then I did find myself being very gripped yeah and the end was really fantastic
1: the end is great i really i found the like direction very impressive which i mean makes sense this is steven spielberg <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. i don't know because it's his first movie i was like yeah he's probably still working his way up but it's like i found it actually more interesting than some of his other movies because he's doing like all these very like creative cuts and like interesting shots and i was yeah. just like okay steven
0: what's yeah. up? um the truck is terrifying.
1: It's so itself. scary.
0: It's um the way it looks is really fantastic. Hold on what so when I looked up um uh, when I googled movies for this theme, a list popped up on a car website that lists the make and model of the cars in these movies. I love and that. I can I can tell you, oh, it's a 1960 Peterbilt 281 truck and it's oh, nice. really Scary. Um, the 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 truck makeup job <laughs> is really good. <laughs> it's
1: really good. The the styling of the truck is very horrible. It's mm-hmm. really gross. Um, the the main character, I think his name's David. Is that correct? Um, he is. Dr- he's driving a Plymouth Valiant, I think, and it's just yes. like a cute little red sports car. And also, every time it gets dinged up, it's so sad because it starts out so beautiful. I know like, no, this poor car. Um, But yeah, I found it so great. I also love like just the depiction of when you're driving on the highway and you're going a lot faster than you know you should be, which he is frequently Uh. because he's like being chased and that like sweaty, tense feeling where like, and it just keeps cutting back and forth between his face and like the rear view, Mm -hmm. the truck slowly creeping up behind him Um, and just like his like, you know, tense hands on the wheel like sweating profusely, like mm-hmm. leaning all the way forward over the steering wheel. Like it's so visceral. And I have absolutely felt that way before Yeah, when in scary situations on the highway. And it's yeah. just like, Oh God, the anxiety,
0: the anxiety was really realistic, which I think is what makes this movie actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just like can't, can't be hokey. Yeah. Totally. Um, it, yeah. The anxiety is really real. And the, the, Um, path into mania that the main character takes (laughs) as he gets more anxious and paranoid. And, you know, there's a few scenes where he pulls off to uh, a cafe and he sees that the truck is in the parking lot. So the trucker that's been chasing him down must also be in the cafe. And he's having this whole inner dialogue. Um, And also, I really love the Aside from the scenes where he does go to a gas station or a cafe, the isolation of it, yeah, they're driving out west this whole this this takes place um, on desert highways. and there's just no witnesses. like he's there's long scenes where he's looking for cops. He's hoping to find some help. But other than the times that he he pulls off um, or flags somebody down, they're totally isolated on the road, just the two of them, which is another thing that is, you know, in do- very anxiety inducing both in the movie and in real life when you can kind of, I don't know, get lost when in, in, uh, some freaky fantasy when you're just on the road with just yeah. somebody else. Um, totally.
1: It's all—it's all yeah. it's all like, uh, it's in like the Southwesters or, or California or something. So everything's so dusty and and like the road is pitted and like partially just dirt. And it's just so tense and he's so alone. I did mm-hmm. also really like that. I mean, you never see the truck driver. He's just like an, a disembodied hand on the window like waving at him basically. But all the other characters in the movie who he has, like, these passing interactions with are all really nice to him and they all really want to help him. But, like, Mm -hmm. none of them can give him the thing he actually needs, which is, like, freedom from this relationship that he's created with this mad trucker. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, Like, one of my other favorite things in it, which is such a weird little like throwaway scene, is he stops at another at the, a gas station. The snake. That's with the, it's like run by this woman who has all these snakes and cages. It's the
0: Snake Arama gas station.
1: <laughs> you're, I'm so sorry. The Snake Arama gas station. And it's so cute. She's like, check out the rattlers while you're going to the bathroom yeah, or whatever yeah, or to the phone booth. So
0: and then the trucker drives into her snakes and she's it's like, my, my snakes.
1: Yeah. She's so upset. Um yeah and, um, duels rad i
0: thought it was great uh, duel was fun um it's uh one of our favorite movies joyride is Mm -hmm. really really heavily influenced by duel yeah which is another movie that continues the um that same anxiety and does a good job at creating this feeling of isolation and like helplessness out on the road even if you're pulling over to places that are inhabited by other people and asking for help you're not really getting it because it's just you and the other person
1: (laughs) there's nothing they can do (laughs) it's a duel it's a duel to the death locked in a duel locked in a duel I also really love the truck the the big scary trucks is flammable on it in huge letters and that's so stressful the whole time
0: (laughs) I know oh my
1: god (laughs) I know
0: apparently Steven Spielberg had two fight to have the truck not explode at the end really because the producers wanted a big explosion because everybody loves that but he wanted Mm -hmm. like a slower demise yeah totally not interesting one big explosion
1: yeah totally yeah yeah, i would recommend the movie duel it's it is also like a tight 90 minutes which i just god i can't get enough of
0: <laughs> i know i love that a lot of these ones that i watched were rude. yeah
1: pretty much all, all sure. i only watched three and they were all about an hour and a half which was radical um amanda can you tell me about your your next movie Jenny,
0: i'm trying to tell i'm trying to figure out what to tell you about because i watched s- six movies <laughs> oh my God, but, but also um i'm trying to figure out if i so some of them are just horrible and I didn't like them and yeah. then the other ones I have to say admittedly it's not the vehicle that's out of control
1: yeah totally well and um, in, in Duel the vehicle is not out of control either I know it's like you know it's somebody, I know. but I also think it feels you know, like cheating <laughs> but you're out of control of the situation you know like the protagonist who you're following is still extremely is in an extreme amount of danger because like whoever is driving the vehicle is so erratic and unpredictable it's like literally anything could happen
0: I know. We're going to have to do a part two to this episode. At some <laughs> point. We're going to have to do another out of control vehicles because I'm about to talk about one that <sighs> I have to say the vehicle completely in control. So in control.
1: I'm still interested. But I just I really want to
0: tell you about it.
1: <laughs> tell me about it.
0: This movie is called The Wraith from 1986. It is streaming on YouTube or Tubi. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> This movie is an extremely '80s sleazy sci-fi road movie, um, and so it stars Charlie Sheen and Sherilyn Fenn of Twin Peaks fame, um, and also takes place out west somewhere, maybe maybe New Mexico or something. But a bunch of bunch of hot '80s teens in the desert, and Charlie Sheen is a young new stranger who rolls into town on his motorcycle. But, sorry, let me back up, because the opening scene is a comet coming from outer space, landing on Earth, but oh, whoa, it's not a comet, it's a car. <laughs> that rules. And it's a really cool car. In fact, it's a 1986 Dodge M4S Turbo Interceptor concept car.
1: This is, this is our um, our car talk crossover. Exactly, episode.
0: exactly. <laughs> um, so where do I begin? All right. So Sherilyn <laughs> Fenn is a real sweetheart, but there's this violent biker gang in this town. And the leader of the gang is her boyfriend, but not by her choice. He's basically is holding her hostage because everyone's scared of him and like no one will save her and she can't save herself because he's like really scary and will kill people. Oh. Um, And you keep seeing flashbacks throughout the movie to this horrible situation where this biker gang really brutally murdered somebody and nobody has figured out who murdered this guy, but he was the older brother of another character and Charlie Sheen rolls in clearly has eyes for Cheryl and Finn immediately the uh, biker gang or sorry, did I say biker gang? I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry. (laughs) no 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 they're just really scary road bullies and they have a hot rod crew um and they cheat people out of their cars by forcing them into unfair races where the loser has to give up their car whoa they like threaten with knives
1: like let's have a race totally oh (laughs) i'm really into this movie already (laughs) oh my
0: god it's so fun it's so fun so you know, very first scene, you see this horrible gang like bully this poor couple out of their car by forcing them at knife point into a race. And then they lose because these guys are spend their life racing on the road. So they steal people's cars that way. Um, Then this flashy, sleek, never before seen car starts showing up. And they're like, we got to challenge this guy. We want that car. <laughs> but. This car, it's no normal car. It always wins the races, but it also starts picking them off one by one because it zooms way ahead of the car that's it's racing and then sits in the middle of the road. So the car crashes. Whoa. Yeah. So the car, which also appears in human form as a figure that looks like one of the members of Daft Punk. Whoa. starts. <laughs> I know I'm maybe poorly explaining this.
1: No, if, <laughs> I, I get it. I'm so interested. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> starts picking off members of this biker club. Right. And then meanwhile, Charlie Sheen, real sweetheart. He's like, I'm not scared of these bullies. He's got all these scars on his back. You're like, who is this guy? Wow. But he's being really sweet to Sherilyn Fenn. And he he's not scared of these bullies. Um, basically, <sighs> All right. So spoiler alert. I'm really sorry. Um, it turns out that the guy that the biker gang murdered was Sherilyn Fenn's ex-boyfriend, who is really sweet. Um, and he came back as Charlie Sheen, who is also the Daft Punk person, who is also the car.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is, he's like reincarnated as yeah, a car Yeah, he, he comes man. from outer
0: space <laughs> to do what's right. And he amazing. Heaven is amazing is in outer ca- space. he is
1: the car, <laughs> wow, And the
0: car is a spaceman. And the spaceman is Charlie Sheen.
1: And And Charlie Sheen is her ex-boyfriend who's now dead.
0: Yeah, who looks like a different person. He's inhabiting a different Wow. I don't know why he has to look different also in his (laughs) Charlie Sheen, they got
1: because otherwise it would be too, you know, she'd figure it out immediately. She'd be like, hey. It's
0: true. It's true. You can't (laughs) walk around like being a person who everyone thinks is dead. Wow. Um, the the Wraith car. Vehicle. Amazing. I gotta say, not out of control. Extremely in control. Frankly,
1: um, I mean, it's out of control. It's out of this world. <laughs> well, you know what that I that's...
0: can say? This vehicle, as in the movie, is out of control.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah
0: totally. <laughs> this Charlie Sheen vehicle. Nobody,
1: nobody is driving this vehicle.
0: Yeah. Um. So I had a blast watching The Wraith. Once again, streaming for free on YouTube and Tubi. Uh, Yeah, and just enjoy, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I'm really excited to watch that movie. That
0: sounds so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, and meanwhile, like, oh my gosh, the soundtrack is, I can't even say it's a really good soundtrack because (laughs) it's just 80s hits. Like, it's... it's,
1: That's what you like want. listening
0: to the radio. I'm like, Oh, yeah. here's Robert Palmer's addicted to love.
1: <laughs> Amazing.
0: Um, there's oh also, sorry, I'm reading my notes <laughs> and I have, um, people wearing jackets without shirts underneath. Oh <laughs> it's God, in my yeah. Um, that is, yeah. that's
1: a hot eighties look Yeah, for like, uh, for a bunch of car thieves.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. They're very, they're very piratey, but also really, really scary. <laughs>
1: Wow, I really want to watch this. Oh my god! Yeah,
0: you got to check it out.
1: Oh, incredible. Um, can I take your uh Charlie Sheen connection and draw a line between him and the movie that I'm going to talk about?
0: Please do, please do.
1: So, I watched a little movie, uh, a fine film, <laughs> which you may be familiar with, <laughs> called Maximum Overdrive.
0: Oh, oh yes! I've seen Maximum Overdrive. I was going to
1: ask if you watched it for this, but you've, pro- you've I just already seen it. it
0: for this. I've already seen it, and I did not watch it again because yeah.
1: I don't need to. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it stars Emilio Estevez. It <laughs> so sure it's like does. We got a little. I know we got a line. connection. Just a little taste. Um, yeah, Jenny, tell tell
0: the good listeners about maximum overdrive which truly is an out of control vehicle movie
1: (laughs) in every sense of the term (laughs) it is so it is the one and only film that stephen king ever directed he wrote it he directed it he also cameos in it as the first speaking role (laughs) in the film (laughs) he's the first person on screen
0: you know what i didn't realize he was the director i knew it's a i knew it was a stephen king story i did not realize that he was the director is that why it's so bad that's why it is so bad (laughs) it's so so bad it's
1: terrible it could be really good it it is famously on like lots of lists of like the worst movies ever made and so i went in being like ah it's gonna be terrible however i will just say so it's from 1986 the first 45 minutes are great Like, absolutely so good, so funny, so weird. After that, it all goes downhill. (laughs) What
0: happens in the first 45 minutes? I can't remember.
1: (laughs) So basically, if you're not familiar with Maximum Overdrive, it is a movie about a comet also coming Mm -hmm. to Earth. It's actually passing over. It doesn't land on Earth. Comets make things happen. (laughs) It's magic. Everybody knows. Um, But basically, there's a mysterious comet overhead And it turns the sky green. And something starts to happen on Earth. Suddenly, all the electronic machines start to misfire. They're acting a little weird, as though they might be controlled by something else. (laughs) So the first thing we see is a drawbridge that has a bunch of cars parked on it because they're crossing the bridge starts to just open up just starts to race and all those cars just start to fall right off of it and one of them is a truck full of watermelons and the watermelons go everywhere and it's really silly (laughs) (laughs) I really liked it it's really the thing that's great about Maximum Overdrive is that it is a horror comedy and you can tell it's on purpose because the beginning is so silly and it's Uh like it's just great but then it tries to be serious and that's when it fails yeah Um,
0: the villain if you will is also really silly the villain is very silly (laughs)
1: so it's basically what ends up happening is all the electronics on earth start to misfire and malfunction primarily big trucks just start driving themselves (laughs) and Mm -hmm. attacking people Mm -hmm. um so it follows it's a bunch of the first 45 minutes is like a series of vignettes of different characters interacting with these like possessed electronic objects and being slowly murdered by them. (laughs) And so it's really fun because they're all really silly and weird and kind of gross. And then slowly as the movie goes on, like a handful of those people all meet up in the same place, which is at a truck stop. Mm. Um and then they like are like, okay, how how are we gonna get out of this truck stop? And that's when it stops being interesting because the characters are so flat. They have nothing going on. And it's just like I don't care about them at all. Show me more weird murders. Um, but in the beginning I would like to just list for you some of the objects that commit murders I would really movie. love
0: I would love to hear that
1: okay so I just wrote down as I was watching it I got so excited
0: <laughs> I uh, a drawbridge mm-hmm.
1: an electric knife
0: mm-hmm. a gas pump uh-huh.
1: a toy car <laughs> a walkman uh-huh. a hair dryer
0: uh-huh. yeah, a sprinkler okay.
1: Uh <laughs> Okay, I have two that are my favorite. My most favorite is um there's a bunch of kids at a little league game, and their coach goes to buy a soda and suddenly the vending machine <laughs> starts shooting out, hurling <laughs> these soda cans violently at everybody, and it absolutely just mauls the coach. And he's destroyed by these cans of soda just like flying at light like, speed. Like a ball machine. Like a ball machine, but they're cans of soda. And then my other favorite murder is, oh my god, there's, at the same Little League, this one, like, five minute scene at the Little League game is beautiful. Um, You get a quick shot of uh, the scoreboard, which has a Confederate flag on it, which really sucks, and then Uh a steamroller knocks down the sign, and then immediately runs over a child, Wow! it's just, like, so silly there's also another scene where like the one little leaguer who gets away is being he's like riding away on his bike and he's being chased by a lawnmower Ugh. um it's really got so many like the first 45 minutes are so silly and there's it's really all fun
0: of your out of control vehicles <laughs> exactly. in one 45 minutes <laughs> and it's get them perfect. all there
1: <laughs> so my like genuine suggestion and it, this sounds crazy, but it's to, like, literally, I absolutely recommend the first 45 minutes of this movie. And then I want you to turn <laughs> it off and say, wow, what a weird kind of impressionistic episode of The Twilight Zone that was. And move yeah. on with your life and never think about the last 45 minutes because it's so boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, it does not like, matter.
0: Like, truly a remake of the episode of The Twilight Zone where, where uh, the electronics, the electronics attack and the guy gets killed by his car at the end.
1: Yeah, Totally. Yeah, and like the main the main like out of control vehicle in maximum overdrive is this giant truck like a, a, a semi truck, um, which is for a toy company and it has a giant like plastic goblin face on the front. And mm. it, and it's very scary. <laughs> it's not very scary.
0: 35?
1: <laughs> Ooh, scary. Um, um I mean the trucks are the trucks are scary. They you know, totally. they kill people.
0: And the goblin head is pretty iconic that yeah. truck, but it just no it's It's so
1: it just stops it stops being interesting like the main the main way people die after the 45 minute mark is by like a a, like gun machine and it's like just vulgar and like terrible
0: <laughs> a gun machine what the yeah hell is like a gun b- machine?
1: it's like it's like a it's like a I don't know there's a word for it that I don't know because I don't know about oh, like a stuff. gat like a, like gal- a ga- gun yeah
0: like, a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's on okay.
1: wheels and it like shows up outside the truck yeah. stop and just starts shooting weak. people inside that's and It's terrible so and I'm just like we're having it. so much fun somebody got strangled by a hairdryer like that's so exciting it's there's
0: so much
1: a more kid fun. being chased by a lawnmower yeah. so much more interesting anyway
0: no it's uh, pretty weak to also like <laughs> I'm sorry but guns don't work that way no and oh, it's I just guess like, it's a machine gun. it's a
1: machine though. yeah but it's also it's just not it's just yucky I'm like this is not this is not the atmosphere I came here for I came here for my silly murders <laughs> you're yeah. giving me something that's like
0: boring much and much too gross stupid <laughs>
1: yeah but so yeah my my genuine suggestion to you is to have a great time With the first half of Maximum Overdrive, and then save yourself from the last half, which is so boring.
0: I know. I did, like I said. I mean, I thought about it when we when we picked this theme, and I was like, I'm not rewatching that.
1: (laughs) Nope. Um, But anyway, I've talked about it for much too long. Please
0: tell me. I will draw a line as well. I'll use your your choice to help me decide what what to talk about. Um, which I also probably don't have too much to say But I'm going to draw a line here Because this is also a Stephen King Vehicle
1: Ooh.
0: Um, And perhaps Maybe might I say The most famous out of control vehicle Christine Christine <laughs> um, i would never seen Christine I've never read it I've never seen it That's from 1983 It is streaming on Prime And Christine is Let me tell you what kind of car she is <laughs> <laughs> um she's a 1958 Plymouth Fury and she's gorgeous she's cherry red she's got those wings on the back very first scene is her being made in the Plymouth factory and a guy one of the workers in the factory is checking her ha- her out under the hood and the hood snaps down and severs his arm off Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> she's pure evil she's a pure evil car in the movie I don't know how it is in the book. In the movie, no explanation as to why. Car's just evil. Don't need to know more. Honestly, I really don't need to know more. Yeah, totally. Um, and it follows two best buddies in high school. One's a cute jock. The other's a dork. Um, they're talking a bunch of sleazy, sleazy 80s talk. Like, we need to get you laid before school ends. Huh? Um, and <clears throat> they drive by this this old lot where a very beat-up, decrepit Christine is for sale. And the nerdy kid just immediately falls head over heels with this car. He's good at fixing cars. He buys this car. His friend's like, dude, this guy's trying to rip you off. You know, the the guy selling it's kind of creepy, and he's asking too much money for this beater. But the kid cannot be unconvinced. So he buys the car, fixes it up, gets really attached to it it's kind of weird, you know, uh, all of a sudden, um, his, his jock, best buddies playing a football game. He's, you know, in the middle of the game, he, he looks over and he notices his friend pull up with the brand new, beautifully refurbished Christine. And he he's got the hottest girl in school on his arm. How'd that happen? you know, and, um, his friend, the jock gets severely injured at that game. So he's in the hospital for a lot of it. And while he's bedridden, his friend, the nerdy guy just keeps getting like meaner and meaner and more weird. His girlfriend's like, you're really obsessed with your car, dude. Like, I don't like this. (laughs) Um, the car only plays old rock and roll, like old fifties rock and Mm -hmm. roll. Um, the, the, the girlfriend, and the, the owner of I think his name's Ernie is the car- the character who owns Christine. They're at the drive-in. The girlfriend starts choking on something because the car is trying to kill her. Um, and also, the car drives itself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, He's out a, of control. Yeah, there's a bunch of bullies in school, and uh, they beat up the Ernie. Ratted on them once. He was like, "This kid's got a knife." So to get back at Ernie, they destroy Christine or, you know, bash her windshield in and stuff. But Christine, not a problem. It turns (laughs) out the whole time, Christine can fix herself. She just almost like blowing out, like just like blowing out a dent or something. She just like puffs back out and uh, then goes on a murderous rampage and kills all the bullies. No driver needed. Amazing. (laughs) Um, but yeah. Meanwhile, just Ernie just descends into complete obsession over Christine. You find out that the previous owner of the car, same situation, whole family died. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, and then it's <laughs> up to the girlfriend and the best friend to try to destroy Christine. Yeah, and Harry yeah. stands in it.
1: Oh, love that
0: as a non-exciting role. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a John Carpenter movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. I was just like, "Oh, Christine, it's not very good." And it opened up and it was like, "Oh, John Carpenter." John Carpenter. <laughs> and it's true, it's not very good, unfortunately. Yeah. But I
1: definitely saw, like the car. TV version on TV when I was a kid, but I, probably only in pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a really I appreciate it for being an iconic out of control vehicle. Um, yeah. and it has, much like The Wraith, it has a lot of really, um, I'm not someone who's really into cars, but it has a lot of like sexy car camera work. Yeah. Lights reflecting off the body. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, so, you know, those are those are successful. I'm like, wow, what a car, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah. And I mean, cars are inherently like, they make people nervous because they're scary. They're big and powerful and can do a lot of damage. And it's like a car with a mind of its own.
0: Totally. Uh-oh. Totally. Yeah. There's an the I didn't end up watching it. I'll save it for next time. But there is another iconic, like evil car, which is simply the car. Oh. I've never oh. seen the car, but the car is another <laughs> like Christine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that'll be our part that
0: too. murders yeah
1: <laughs> some cars just want to murder you know
0: they do um I, yeah please
1: can I take you to a different type of vehicle for my last movie
0: please do I'm curious <laughs> to, to hear if we both watched this movie
1: could, could be the last the last thing I watched um, was also a recommendation from our friend and coworker Andy <laughs> It's uh, a, a movie from 2010 called Unstoppable. Yes, That's I did not, watch. Yes, oh, I did. did watch this. Was yes, like, That's yes not no, what you thought, no,
0: it was the first one I watched because I've always wanted to see this movie because like I said, at work on that day, I hadn't there was an ad for it on one of my VHS tapes. And I thought, wow, this movie looks great. <laughs>
1: it's fine.
0: <laughs> they did a lot of work in that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Turns it's out. <laughs> it's. You know, it says at the beginning, it's based on a true story. And so because, you know, based on a true story, but because of that, it's like very grounded in reality. So it's not that exciting.
0: (laughs) It's like, okay, so here's the plot really quick. Um, Based on a true story, there is a speeding train carrying toxic explosives through Pennsylvania. It is unmanned. There's no person on it. The person who was driving it, like set it on. I don't know. Train he, autopilot, and then popped yeah. out to do something else, and the train got away from. Him. It's going real fast. These two guys. One guy is a veteran of the of the train line or whatever. He he's been working there for decades. It's um. It's
1: Denzel Washington. It's Denzel
0: Washington.
1: Very the lead. Other
0: guy, <laughs> yeah, is Chris Pine, new guy on the job, Um, and you know they they become buddies and they decide. We're gonna be heroes. We're the only train left on this same line as the speeding train that could crash into this village and kill a bunch of people. We're gonna save the day. Yeah, it's almost like it was made by Clint Eastwood.
1: Yeah, no, it's it was made by Tony Scott who directed. Um, I know. Uh, Top Gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ridley Scott's brother. <clears throat>
1: oh, is he? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, oh, he's okay.
0: Ridley Scott's brother.
1: Learn something um, new. That's that. why there's
0: the Scott free production company in the beginning that makes Um, sense but it has a real Clint Eastwood flavor because he loves making movies about real American heroes
1: (laughs) it's true and I do it has a lot of things about it that I did not like but I will say the train moving very fast was scary
0: it was really scary
1: and um I do like that it was a pro-union movie because it was very much it has like it's subtle but like denzel mm-hmm. is like being forced out because he's like older and they're like basically forcing him into an early retirement without any benefits yeah exactly um, because they're hiring all these new unexperienced people like chris pine for cheaper
0: mm-hmm. uh, and and, and the dudes that whose fault it is yeah
1: they're just <laughs> terrible at their job one of them is yeah. tj miller which is like a nightmare i know <laughs> um but yeah there's uh rosario dawson is also in it she's there mm-hmm. She's is she's in a totally different movie she's in like a workplace drama because she's she's like the head of the switchboard or something i yeah. don't know how trains work she's
0: i don't she's, either she,
1: <laughs> but commu- she
0: communicates with all the trains yeah she's she the one
1: trying to position. solve the problem but she's just like putting her hair up and taking it back down and putting her hair up and taking it back mm-hmm. down. Cause she's anxious at work all day. And I mean, she's doing great. She's doing a great job. Yeah. But like she's in one movie and then Chris Pine and Denzel Washington are in like a buddy movie. And then everybody else is in like a train movie.
0: I'm yeah. <laughs> The three of them, though, Rosario Dawson, Chris Pine and Denzel Washington, though, are all working toward saving the most people as possible, even if it means personal sacrifice. But the company that owns the train line is like, you know, trying to save money, trying to save their own butts.
1: Profit over people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: So you're right. That part of it is cool. I did just do, you know, my eyes rolled so far into the back of my head
1: mm-hmm.
0: that they I, somersaulted because I was yeah. like oh man yeah another like <laughs> hero movie
1: <laughs> I enjoyed parts of it there is I will say I, in my notes there's right at the end there there's like the moment where Chris Pine and Denzel Washington bond is because Chris Pine like opens up about his like Borderline abusive relationship,
0: <laughs> and like yeah.
1: he being the abusive one, and it's like that's how they become friends, and it's yeah. yucky. <laughs> yeah, it's like so. In my notes, I have wife subplot with like the the unhappy emoji that's making the like oh face. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, it's
0: gross. <laughs> it's gross. It's um, gross. I love yeah. Denzel's family backstory it's he, so cute he like loves his daughters who are working to put their way through college and they're watching the whole thing go down on the tv and all yeah. of the shooters where they work is cheering because her dad's their dad's saving the day
1: yeah it's really cute he runs across the tops of the train cars and that's the best part of the movie in my
0: opinion yeah it, <sighs> yeah <the> train, <laughs> I'm gonna say right now train didn't destroy nearly enough I agree there, there were totally there were some Exciting scenes, you know. I wanted to cover all vehicles, not just yeah. cars and trucks. Of course, trains are so scary,
1: trains are scary,
0: and you know, there were some fun scenes, um, attempted train stops that were very action packed. Mm-hmm. Sequences were exciting, um, but ultimately,
1: yeah.
0: I wouldn't bother.
1: Left me feeling cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's another movie that did this to me once, and it's the movie Backdraft, where I saw a trailer for it in before one of my tapes. <laughs> and it was like, this must be the best movie ever. It looked so good. <laughs> the, tra- the trailer for Backdraft is so good. And Backdraft is really boring.
1: Yeah. They just, you know, they really used to get us with trailers. But what can you do? That,
0: and that's unstoppable. <laughs> that's unstoppable.
1: It is a vehicle entirely out of control, though. Nobody yeah. is driving the train, and it's I liked
0: that about it. Super out of control. Can I really quickly rattle off two other movies that Hit I me. watched?
1: Please.
0: Um, I'm just going to go so fast, because there's not much to say about them. <laughs> two, and they're also very out of control. I watched a movie called Killdozer from 1974, which is about a killer bulldozer, and it's yes. on YouTube. <laughs> And similarly to other movies we've talked about tonight, a comet lands on a small island off the coast of Africa where it seems the only inhabitants are a construction crew of five guys. Weird. (laughs) Really weird. Don't know why they're there. They don't give an explanation. It's fine. The bulldozer tries to dig this rock. And so eons pass by, right? Like this rock has been buried for a long time. Rock from space. Bulldozer tries to dig it out of the ground. When it touches the rock, some supernatural or you know, um,
1: astral, extraterrestrial,
0: extraterrestrial. There you go. Force <laughs> moves into the bulldozer and possesses it, and it starts killing off the crew members. However, it's terrible movie.
1: <laughs> I love the name though.
0: Oh, bulldozer! It's great. Super low budget, and also, <laughs> it's so slow and loud. No. <laughs> it's a bulldozer it doesn't go fast (laughs)
1: it's (laughs) not a scary vehicle no
0: any action sequences are so um so lackluster and so not exciting because you're just like they slowly watch the killdozer destroy their camp from like afar
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's really good
0: (laughs) yeah it's funny for that um (laughs) There's a bulldozer fight at one point with two nice. bulldozers. It's so boring. It's so boring. And then the second movie I watched, which I watched right before our show, or finished right before our show, was a suggestion from a friend of the show, Anya, who has another show on WGXC Rock and Roll High School, yeah. um, recommended I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle From 1990.
1: (laughs) Whoa! Please tell me more.
0: (laughs) Also, really low budget, and so it's low budget to begin with, and then it's also an English production. (laughs) It has that English production style. Yeah. Um, not good looking, (laughs) but it's a horror comedy about um, a uh, an occultist who gets killed by a motorcycle gang, but right before he dies, he. Um, bleeds into the gas tank of a motorcycle and then possesses the motorcycle.
1: That's <laughs> the motorcycle version of Chucky.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and then the motorcycle, for a reason that's not explained, is a vampire.
1: Nice.
0: After that sounds that.
1: great. I mean, conceptually.
0: <laughs> it was super silly. I mean, you know, great fun you know it's yeah, super totally. silly it's fun yeah. it's totally fun great drive-in oh, movie I love,
1: yeah totally that sounds that would be so good for dental dawn
0: I know I feel like I have a never-ending list now of other out-of-control vehicle movies that I didn't get to so we have part, to do a part two
1: part two we're gonna do a part two there's there's so much time yeah yeah this was really nice I had a great time it was like watching movies that I otherwise would never have watched <laughs> yeah For sure <laughs> um do you want to give a give a gentle wrap up with some recommendations slash I
0: do I know to? I had a car themed question to ask you but I'll save oh. it for next time because we're almost no we got to do recommendations we're almost yeah out I know of time. but I'm like I want to know
1: what the question is <laughs> Wait, we'll find out we're, we'll yeah. be on tender hooks until next time exactly yeah
0: um Jenny yes do you have a recommendation
1: I do I've it's very quick um So uh, TSL, our local, wonderful, Hudson independent movie theater. um, I'm going to talk about something else, but you can talk about the other thing that they posted today. Um, They, on their website, they're doing like virtual cinema stuff where you can rent movies through them, basically. Um, And through the end of this month, they have a selection of remastered 4K editions of Wong Kar Wai's films, um, which are amazing. Uh, if you've ever taken a film class, you probably had to watch In the Mood for Love, um, which is from the year 2000s It's like very beautiful, um, sad romance. He is like one of the best living directors ever. <laughs> he he's a Chinese film director. Um, and some of the, I, I'm really excited to rent a couple of them because they're movies that I haven't been able to find anywhere. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in some like, really good really cool beautiful like stunning visually movies go to the TSL website and check out their Wong Y virtual cinema
0: nice I did see them post today that wasn't going to be my recommendation but I'm glad that you brought it up because I saw them post on social media today um, about one of their movies that you can rent through them and I think that is so cool that they're doing that I look forward to doing it myself my recommendation is another movie I watched over the weekend that I had never seen. Um, and alongside watching out of control vehicle movies, I've really been in the mood for, um, sexy detective thrillers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just like slick rather. I, um, yeah, that's what I was in the mood for this weekend. I'm like, you know, I asked, I was with my partner and I said, let's watch, you know, yeah, detective, uh, crime thriller, slick, yes. sexy. I had never seen this movie. I had wanted to. I watched Brian De Palma's Femme Fatale from 2002. It's so fun. It's so fun. So it stars um, the lovely Rebecca Romine. I don't know how to say it. I, think, I think it's Oh, Romaine. Romaine. Uh, Yeah, that's what I think.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, lovely Rebecca Romine um, and Antonio Banderas. And nice. Rebecca Romine is a um a jewel thief essentially <laughs> uh, she's a member of a crime ring and she uh in the beginning the movie opens with a, a heist that they're doing um to steal some very unique jewelry um and instead of splitting the winnings she makes off with the whole thing and through some very bizarre circumstances assumes the life of another I'm not going to say more because people should watch (laughs) Um, and it's streaming on Hulu for free oh nice love that um uh but she switches lives with somebody and gets to live out her life as a free woman but has to remain in hiding basically um and her cover is blown Uh, lots lots happens in (laughs) Fatal I highly recommend it it's it's so fun It is very, very sexy. Um, (laughs) uh, And yeah, a whole lot of fun. Also kind of trippy and strange because it is Brian De Palma. Um, Highly recommend.
1: Yeah, it sounds great. So fun. Well, this has been another edition dim the lights with jenny and amanda 759 baby (laughs) we really got those out (laughs) um
0: by the way we are on social media on instagram dim the lights with jenny and amanda all one thing please look us up you can give us any recommendations notes edits questions anything we would really love to hear from you so please reach us out reach us out reach out to us reach out out to us and give us a follow and you know, send us a message. Um, and we will be back in two weeks on on the 26th of January.
1: January. Yeah. We'll have some, we'll have another theme, something to chat about, but thanks for listening. I hope you dimmed the lights. I hope you buckled your seatbelt. I hope you checked your mirrors. Yeah. Made sure your lights were on.